Good morning. Welcome to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, and I'm your host today and every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock here at the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have everybody tuned in. And just in case you don't know, this is something kind of new. We are videotaping and putting these shows on YouTube so that they can see people like Mark Uh and Adam, (laughs) right? So smile at all the people out there. So if you're listening on the radio, you'll have to go to YouTube to see their lovely faces, right? No comments? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Gary. (laughs) All right. Well, um, so, of course, Mark and Adam are from Greenscapes, great landscaping company here in the Columbus area and do a lot of work together. So we're going to be talking about winter stuff, I imagine, Mark, right? A little bit, a little bit. We're probably not talking about spring or summer stuff yet. We can, Uh, but I don't know if anybody's going to listen. (laughs) All right. So winter outdoors, here we come. So appreciate having everybody tuning in this morning. Uh, If you ever want to reach us, at the radio show, you can email info at davefox.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Uh, maybe you got ideas for future shows. Maybe you can suggest some different clothes for Mark and Adam to wear in the next show. Anything mm-hmm. you want. Yeah. Um, so um, today we are going to be talking about winter. And um, first, I think in case there's new listeners, the, let's have you guys introduce yourselves and Talk a little bit about what you do with Greenscapes. Great. Thanks, Gary. My name's Mark. Um, I've been at Greenscapes almost 20 years. Um, we focus on residential landscape design build, which we are very passionate about and really like and enjoy, or you don't stick around doing that stuff for this long. Yeah. Um, and just a quick uh, point about the history of Greenscapes, much like Dave Fox, you know, we've been around for 45 years now. so. Uh, working in central Ohio for that long, you start to create some good patterns, build a good business model, yeah. good people that we rely on to, mm-hmm. to help us build these wonderful projects for our mm-hmm. clients. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have um, you know the background and the history of uh, and the group of people we have behind us to to help execute easy projects and hard projects. Yeah. Okay, Adam. Yeah, I've been with Greenscapes uh, two or three years now. Um, I uh, worked with various other companies uh, since graduating, but um, definitely prefer Greenscapes <laughs> over any of those. Uh, yeah, really uh, nice company to come in and work with, and they've got that background and a lot of the things figured out that uh, maybe newer companies are still kind of trying to work their way through. So um, mm-hmm. it's been really nice to have all the expertise available to me uh, coming in here for sure. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking as we're talking about how long we've been in uh, mm-hmm. business together as companies, and I think of the three things that make that happen. One is you can't be charging too much. Right. You can't be charging too little. Mm-hmm. And you got to do good work. That's a simple, very simple yeah. way of So your of pricing has to be right and you got to do good work and you can stay in business a long time. Right. Yeah. Um, we met clients the other day and, you know, it was just that conversation. Well, you know, how have you been around so long? Well, our pricing must be pretty good and we must do a pretty good job yeah. or we wouldn't be here. Um, you know, we compare what we do in other markets and you can see where other people charge more and other people charge less. It's just all market driven and mm-hmm. you, you only can do what the market will allow for sure. any business. Yeah. Well said. Okay. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the history of Greenscapes. Mm-hmm. And I know Adam, you mentioned how, what a nice company it is to work for because they've learned some things that maybe newer companies are still learning. Mm-hmm. 
And that's yeah. got to be a great advantage, someone coming into the industry and linking up with a company that has all this experience behind them. You know, and not just that, um, but I, you know, ever since I started, I, I get the idea that they're still learning. And I think yeah. that's a, a big part of it as well, you know, is not thinking you have all the answers because um, the industry and the environment and clients change, you know, along with the city and, and you know, every year is a little different. So I, I see that as well, them not thinking that they know everything either, um, which is, I think, a big part as well. Yeah, Adam's exactly right. You know, when we when I first started, you know, being in home sales, you know, the first rule that all the experts would tell you is you need to have the husband and wife together and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And now um, that's a rarity to meet both people all yeah. of 100% of the time. People are mm-hmm. just too busy. Yeah. Um, and you, I still hear stories. I heard stories about a, um, an, a siding company who was insisting that, you know, they met both people. Well, that, that's not how things work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's texting clients, emailing, meeting one, then meeting the other, and mm-hmm. you just have to be flexible. And even when we remodeled at our house, we did siding, and my wife and I talked about a group of colors that we liked, and then I it was a surprise when it got put on the house because it was what she ultimately decided, but it was within yeah. that, <laughs> it was within the budget we discussed, and it was w- within the color family we discussed. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting you talk about, you know, making sure the both both homeowners are there when you go to meet them because years I you know we've both been in this industry a long mm-hmm. time and years ago it's like you know obviously as a salesperson you want to make a sale mm-hmm. and so talking about all the different techniques on how to sell and uh, really it what you know the, the jobs the roles that we're in it's more relational selling mm-hmm. and consultative selling where if you're selling uh, windows or siding, you want to get out there and sell it that day. Yeah. And you don't want there to be the excuse that, well, okay, I'm going to tell my wife about this first or I'm going to tell my husband about this first. Because mm-hmm. that's why they they want, you know, on a one-call close, they want everybody there, all the decision makers. Right. So they can get that thing sold because that's what they're after. Right. But that's not the case with us. I mean, when people are investing a lot of money in their home and there's design work involved, you don't just go in there and, and sell them a piece of siding or a window. Right. You know, you're selling them a whole process and a, de- and a design and everything that goes with that. And right. that, that's funny. We've had consultants come in and they've always struggled because they've, they're always on that one sale mm-hmm. point. And we're like, well, we... We have a relationship. We build that up. We discuss. We change. We adjust. And they're they're looking at well, why does it take so long from the first call to the contract signing? We're like, well, that's you know, you have to go back and you have to look at this, and it might take a week, and this might take another week. Sure. And, and they were always frustrated with our process, and we're like, I think, you know, what we do is pretty good, and we move about it as quickly as possible. But it's not just you know, here's a window. Do you want the good window or the okay window? It's this much sign here. Mm-hmm. We'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sales philosophy in in some companies would be I need my salespeople to be really good salespeople mm-hmm. to get in there and sell the project. Mm-hmm. Where I think we just depend on reputation of our company and people knowing about us and wanting to choose us because we don't have super slick salespeople. <laughs> you know? No, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, I'm a bad salesperson. <laughs> I, I like the design. I like working with clients. I like seeing things built. And hopefully through all that process they will hire us to do it but if i have to just go out and sell something i don't think i'd be very good at that <laughs> all right so all our listeners if you want a bad salesperson you get hold of mark at greenscapes adam are you a good or bad salesperson somewhere in between <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in between okay all right well that's an interesting i don't know how we got off on all that topic but we did so 
anyways, we're going to eventually get back to really the winter and what can happen. Uh, it, maybe uh, prep for people before winter starts or what do they do to maintain their yeah. whatever during winter? All of those things. All those things. Mm -hmm. Lots to talk about. All right, well, let's talk about one thing now and then we'll get into more in the second session. Okay. So what's the one thing we're going to talk about now? So, so let's start with um, with interest in the wintertime. Um, mm -hmm. you know, when we're designing projects in the summertime, you're thinking about everything flowering and what's interesting now. Well, the flip side of that coin is right now, the beginning of December, leaves are down, all the plants are getting kind of ready for winter. So what is interesting now? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, um, and and sometimes that's, yeah, like Mark said, a lot of people don't think about that, um, but there's a lot of ways, you know, that, that we can think about those things. Um, the, the easiest one is something evergreen, a plant that will have some interest. Um, we more often than not try to incorporate at least some sort of evergreen into our designs. Um, when you're talking about planting, um, you know, beyond that, you know, a lot of people cut their grasses down in the fall, um, tall ornamental grasses. We like to leave them up until spring a lot of the times. You know, they can add a little bit of interest. Um, yeah, you know, a plant with some berries on it, like a holly, is really nice. You know, um, just in the winter time, um, red twig dogwoods, which are just like they sound, a shrub with red twigs on it, um, especially when you get a nice, you know, snowfall and that white backdrop, can be really cool. You know, and the plant is totally dormant. Um, so we do try to think of some things like that. Okay, Adam and Mark. So we're gonna carry on with that uh, right after our break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, and I've got two gentlemen with me this morning, Mark and Adam from Greenscapes. Morning. Good to see you guys. <laughs> hey, Gary. And in case you want to see what these guys look like, you can tune into, uh, well, you, you don't tune into YouTube. You just go there, right? You type in <laughs> the up. address, youtube.com, and then you search for, the Dave, for Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and then something like that will come up. And if you're on a radio, you can't see what I'm pointing to. But if you go to YouTube, you'll see it. Um, Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. So we are starting to uh, videotape our broadcast and put them up there for people. Are we the first ones? No, you're not. Sorry, oh, Mark. No. Yeah, the first ones, you know, gave me a nice contribution. And, <laughs> but you guys just didn't come through. So, you know. <laughs> so what can I say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're at the bottom of the list. All right. And, of course, that's not the truth. But... Um, we just did start. I think this is maybe the third or fourth mm -hmm. broadcast. It'll be on YouTube. Uh, so everybody can go there and listen at your leisure. Or you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com if you are driving in the car and just want to listen to stuff, right? Right. Okay, so we're talking about winter and making our outdoors look as nice as possible, right? So, and Adam, you were talking before the break. Uh, maybe you want to repeat some of that stuff because you were talking about something that's red, and I was thinking, wow, it'd be nice to see something red in your yard in the wintertime. Yeah, um, we had talked, you know, initially about evergreens, um, especially ones that have ornamental berries in the winter. Um, I had mentioned, you know, if you have ornamental grasses, you can cut those down typically in the fall or the spring. Think about leaving them until spring, you know, give a little more interest in the landscape. Um, and then, yeah, the red twig dogwood is a, a pretty common um, shrub a lot of people use and it's exactly like it sounds um it's a, a little bit larger shrub and has some nice red twigs in it which especially if you group them together can be really nice after a snowfall um just so it's not just a boring you know stick coming out of the ground um they, they, they're really cool um you and know they, they change with the weather too so as we get sunny warm days yeah. or 
or dark cold days, that red will change colors. And there's other types. Yellow um, twig ones. There's too. yellow twig ones, cool. and they're kind of neat because they they do change throughout the all year long. Um, yeah. They'll be darker, not very red in the summertime, and then they they change colors through the winter, which is really neat. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and beyond that, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, trees and things with with ornamental bark on them, um, paper bark, maple, mm-hmm. um, some birches, things like that. Um, you know, can have a little bit of interest. Um, you know, this fall golden false cypress, um, golden mops, sometimes we mm-hmm. call them, um, can be really cool. Like uh, along with like a, a blue spruce, which um, don't plant as much of those anymore, mm-hmm. but uh, some varieties still can look nice. And just anything to get a little color out there when everything is bare um, really makes a big difference and that's that's the hallmark of a good design is is it a four season design yeah do we have things happening all year long and that can happen with plants like adam was saying it can happen with stonework sure you know we use um native boulders and slabs a lot in our designs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and they look it's a static element that doesn't change very much but when everything else around it changes then it, it creates a lot of interest. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just take this big rock and put it in your yard and you're like, well, <laughs> it doesn't seem like enough, but as, you know, the perennials around it grow up and down and disappear and other plants are blooming and lose their leaves, that yeah. that um, consistent nature of the stone, you know, looks really nice and creates that, that vertical interest. Yeah, Mark, that reminds me of some projects you've done for us. and. It's really these big rocks with their unique shapes become part of the artwork of the design, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can remember a couple of cases where your guys knew of the perfect stone to put in the perfect spot. You know, you guys must have these uh, all these different stones <laughs> with different shapes, and the guys must kind of get familiar with them because they think, I know what's the stone that's going to work perfect in that spot. They do. So we, we have the stuff you know, we usually bring out to people's house, and at our nursery we have the leftovers. You just bring them out there in your car? Yeah. You just toss <laughs> them Sometimes. in the back. So the, the, the foremen always know sort of what's in that little inventory mm-hmm. at our office, and mm-hmm. they always keep an eye on it. And we keep those around just for that that point where we'll be doing a project and they need one rock to fit one spot yeah and they'll, they'll say oh it's time for that rock and yeah. they go out and it's it's amazing how those guys can do that sometimes but they'll just take that thing and put it right in there and it it fits perfectly yeah. it's, a, it's another art form so as we're talking about this and thinking about uh, multi-season landscaping and what's it going to look like in the winter, which I think most people don't even give it a thought. They mm-hmm. just think, well, the wintertime I'm inside, there might be snow out there, there might not be, there's no leaves on the trees, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not worried about it. But it can be something nice to look at. I think in my backyard I've got these large flat stones that kind of have got a mound clear across the back, mm-hmm. and it's all mulched, but there's these in three different locations there. There's really wide, maybe six feet wide by eight inch high, big flat stones building stairs up you mm-hmm. know there's like three of them and it just makes such a statement to see those out there and even if there's not much else they alone really add so much contrast so much uh, interest mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the backyard and if they weren't there it'd just be this hump of mulch right yeah it's something simple um just like that because it is a, a form of artwork to, to have that in mm-hmm. the backyard mm-hmm. um and then from, you know, sort of those things that go into the beds to make things look interesting, you know, then, you know, structures always look good, you know, you know, seat walls and fireplaces and, you know, pergolas, you know, as they season and weather and hold the snow, 
they also create more interest rather than just a flat patio. True. Um, you know, Adam's working on a couple projects with some just some wood panels, you know, sort of in the bed to help create some screening, but to do things a little differently and create that interest. Yeah, you get a little lighting in there after that, whether it's on the wood or stone or plants. I mean, not only are you increasing the safety of your property, but, um, you know, something that was, you know, kind of invisible and dark and dull now is, is you know, a little bit of an art piece as well, just mm -hmm. highlighted and, you know, lighting can go a long way. Um, like Mark said, if, if you've, you know, got the budget for it, uh, some covered structures, heating sources, whether it's a fire pit, fireplace, or, a, you know, overhead infrared heaters, and there was a lot of ways that you can still utilize those spaces all year round too not only to look at but to occupy you know and, and it can be a whole nother appeal yeah um, a long time ago the first time we dealt with a heater um, an actual real heater was a client and they we built this big pergola structure grill beautiful and the um, his wife decided she didn't want him smoking cigars inside anymore so mm -hmm. we incorporated a heater into this pergola oh, structure okay and he said, that thing is so warm, he stands out there underneath it when it's, and just smokes his cigars. He's, he's outside in the what middle kind of the winter. It? Huh? It's a, it was a gas heater. Oh, gas you know, heater. Like, okay. um, a big gas heater mm -hmm. that is actually you know, attached to the structure. Okay. Worked fine. Said it worked out good, keeps him warm when he's nice. grilling. Yeah. And everybody was happy. And yeah. We were like, oh, well, okay. Now yeah. we know a little bit more about heaters. And then Adam, we've worked on heaters on other projects. So uh -huh. it does help, you know, those heating elements does help to extend those spaces farther into the winter. Cause that's here what people always ask, you know, we're making this investment on our outside. How do we extend that investment sure. to, to get more more days out of it yeah so when you're designing something let's say in the spring you're working with clients and mm -hmm. they're designing the landscape and of course they're thinking spring summer maybe fall mm -hmm. but do you talk about winter in your design we do uh -huh. we do um it's something more in the front yard we always do that mm -hmm. in the backyard people may not as be as worried mm -hmm. um, because you're not seeing that every day so you know, in the front yard, we have one sort of set of rules we work off, but in the backyard, you know, they could be gone all winter long yeah. and they don't care about having one evergreen in the backyard. And that, okay. that's okay because yeah. now we're really customizing that backyard to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. The front yard needs, you know, the, the curb appeal needs to look good all year long, but in the backyard, it can be very seasonal. Sure. Um, we did a very nice project in Upper Arlington where her whole backyard is a bird sanctuary. So oh, sure. there's not much of anything going on, you know, as far as evergreens. Mm -hmm. um, there are some back there for some interest, but it's very heavy spring, summer, fall. Um, and then some of those plants will hold on to their seeds into the wintertime, but it's far from a traditional design um, because that's exactly what she wanted. She didn't, the, now the front yard of her house is a more traditional four season design, but the backyard mm -hmm. was Makes exactly what she wanted. Great. Okay, so I've got Mark and Adam with me from Greenscapes, and we are talking winter and outdoors. So, uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break after the break. Let's talk about kind of caring for the outdoors and what happens through the wintertime. Okay, we'll be right back. You are listening to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. I'm president of Day Fox Design Build Remodelers. And just like Greenscapes, we've been in town here in Columbus a long time. Mm -hmm. Right, Mark? Oh, Adam? yeah. Yep, and we've worked together for a long time. So uh, today we're talking outdoors, and if you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking about really winter and landscaping outdoors and plantings outdoors and mm. what to do with those in the winter, right? Yeah, right. Um, you know, the, the, the important things we talked about was, you know, 
having a good design that looks good yeah. all season long and having those other things, a good mixture of evergreens, um, stonework, mm-hmm. artwork, something else to create interest on in your landscape for yeah. four, four seasons. It's, it's hard and difficult. Not a, the winter is always the, the hardest, but um, you know, t- to create that interest just so it's not you know, beautiful in the summertime in July and the rest of the year, it's just, just there. Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking about rocks and how artistic they can be. Mm-hmm. So do they require any winter care? They do. Really? <laughs> no, no. Oops. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't done any of mine. So. No, no. Um, nope. That's a nice thing. Yeah. You know, the, the earth made them, so they they should last a long time at your home. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. All right. So what, what does require ex- extra attention during the winter? Well, at this time of year, you know, you should have most of your landscape put put to bed let's say for the for the winter time um, you should have the last of the leaf and litter picked up from around the beds the reason why we want to remove the leaf debris and the sticks are they you can sometimes carry um, some diseases and pests and so we want to remove that out of the landscape so we don't reintroduce them in you know once everything starts growing again in the spring so we want to clean those beds out um, you want to make sure you have about at least two inches of mulch going through the winter which maintains moisture level in the lo- in the ground, mm-hmm. and also helps to insulate the root system of the plants. Makes sense. Um, so you want to make sure you have those done. If you have your any annuals or perennials that need to be cut down, removed, those should be done. Um, you can do a little bit of pruning. Um, you don't want to do anything too aggressive. Um, you know, if you have maybe one or two branches that are growing up a lot higher than the rest of the plant mm-hmm. maybe prune them but mm-hmm. you know you really not much of anything for pruning mm-hmm. um, and then if you if you need to cut your grass one more time you should get that done usually i cut my last time sometime around thanksgiving okay um and there's been some changes of thought about this but i still cut my grass a little low for the last mowing mm-hmm. um, because there are some molds and some other things that can happen over the winter if it gets too long. Because if we do have a warm winter, um, I think it's like, I forget what the number is. If it's sunny in 45, your grass will still grow. Wow. So, you know, we can have those days mm-hmm. um, in the wintertime. So that's why I like to cut my grass a little shorter. Some people mm-hmm. say leave it longer. Yeah, I say so shorter. So it's just a little after Thanksgiving, so the people maybe could still do yeah, that if they need still, to. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. still a good time mm-hmm. if you need if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other uh, thing is about what you do with your leaves. Um, yeah. uh, some people really encourage to use your mulching mower to mulch your leaves back in your lawn. That has a big depends on. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how much leaves and what type. If you had an oak tree or a sycamore, something with a big thick leaf, and you have a lot of leaf debris, I would not recommend doing that. Um, if you have something like a honey locust or a maple tree with a thinner leaf and mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of leaves on it, that's very good for your lawn because those leaves, you know, get into the thatch, they break down, they hold moisture, they put some nutrients back in the ground. Mm-hmm. But if you overdo it and you crowd out the grass, um, you know, that keeps the sun off the grass and grass likes to be very, very exposed to the sun. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah do this but if not do that Mm -hmm. so what if somebody realizes that oh my gosh my i don't have enough mulch out there Mm -hmm. now do people actually put mulch down before winter yeah yeah um but it's more of a necessity it's not for color or anything it's just you know if your mulch is really thin and the ground's showing you know just get a couple bags and, and just sort of put a little bit down yeah um you should hopefully if you've done everything 
and keep an eye on it through the year. It's maybe just spotty here and there where the mulch may have blown away or washed away or, or just or it just isn't there. Yeah, well, I'm so proud of myself, Mark, because you know that I put cypress mulch yes, down Yes, the cypress mulcher. All my, your mulch should still be my there. My good three inches on there this spring and looked so great. And the color I liked because the leaves, everything that fell on it, you know, on black mulch just stands Shows. out like crazy. But here, that, that the color, the golden color just kind of blends it all in. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking at my mulch the other day, <laughs> you know, because I... I know that you talked about, you know, the, the protection that that provides mm -hmm. and moisture and, and what and the insulation value. So my cypress is holding up really good. I still have, gosh, at least two inches, maybe two and a half. So I think I'm in good shape. Yeah, for you should winter. be good. You should be good. It's mm -hmm. just, um, you know, just that last little bit. That's what mulch is really for. Yeah. It's to, for the protection and the moisture. Yeah. Good. Okay. <clears throat> so, Adam, what would you do? In, on your home for outdoor winter protection? Well, I'm still a renter, but uh, people ask a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, one thing me and Mark always talk about is that uh, we don't do a ton of concrete, but when we do, um, you know, we always make sure people understand um, that there is some maintenance involved with that. Um, it doesn't have to be every year, but I would say every one to three or so, you want to make sure you're keeping that sealed up, um, you know, driveways or patios um, best you can. Um, there's a lot of companies that will come out and seal it for you. Um, you know, if you have the time, you can do it yourself as well. Um, yeah, that's a, a sealing is, your concrete is very important um, because, especially over a driveway, you know, as your car sits on there in the, the winter time and you know drips that salt onto the onto the concrete, the sealer helps to protect the concrete from the salt. And mm -hmm. concrete does not like salt at mm -hmm. all. They don't. Mm -hmm. They are not friends. Yeah. Um, so it helps to protect and, and you know keep your investment longer mm -hmm. in good shape. Yeah. Do people usually power wash before they put a sealer on? A lot depends on the sealers. Um, oh, really? It depends on what type of sealer you had. That's why if you do have a concrete driveway, to talk to the installer and know what type of sealer they put down mm -hmm. because there are different types that they start with, and you know based on what you start with is what you should you know how you continue mm -hmm. your process. Um, we we have some clients who have us come back every three to five years and just they've made this investment on this big concrete driveway yeah. and they want to just continue with, sense. with us to, to keep it up and yeah. um, their driveways are her driveways 14 years old now and it yeah. still looks really yeah. good because she's good. it was a, it's a really big driveway and she's you know made that investment and she's like I want this to be yeah. here longer than me yeah um, makes sense so if someone bought a home and they have a the concrete drive is 20 years old and they have no idea what sealer was on it and maybe it hasn't ever been sealed what would they do well then you just um you know we'd consult with our our concrete expert mm -hmm. and then you know we want to evaluate it and most people don't ever seal their driveways once they're sealed the initial time part of your initial installation with a driveway is a sealer right um, but usually no one ever keeps up with that so mm -hmm. you know once that is is disintegrated mm -hmm. then you can you're open to whatever mm -hmm. type is the best for your application makes sense and you know, along with the um, concrete sealers, um, paver sealers are very popular too. We used to not use paver sealers very much because of the look. Um, when it, that stuff originally came out, they were only a wet look. Oh. So they were all shiny yeah. and really glossy and not a lot of people like that. Yeah. Um, now that they have some more matte finish sealers, which are more protectant, we've gotten a lot more into sealing um, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because pavers, I'm sure, are highly absorbent. Yes. And you get the sealer on there. And, of course, in the wintertime, you get moisture 
down in there and then it freezes and tends to kind of push things apart and mm-hmm. causes mm-hmm. wreaks havoc right it is yeah. yeah those leaves can discolor it a lot too so True. sometimes they can help prevent stains a little bit you know just a little bit of water and a stiff brush versus having to power wash um, sometimes those can help with that too and it, there are special sealers too that we've used um, that are antifungal sealers okay. so if you have like a um, you know a the backyard of your house that might be shaded in a little bit of a corner that never gets any sun and always has, you know, has that sort of that black fungus on mm-hmm. it, which are some, you know, microorganisms growing in it. You know, that um, anti-mold sealer helps to keep them clean and keep that stuff from growing, which is a, a really nice, a nice add-on. Great. Okay, so we are listening to Mark and Adam from Greenscapes right here in Columbus. We're talking about exterior landscaping, uh, wintertime. Earlier, if you missed it, we were talking about some of the things that you guys do in your design to make sure that the outdoors looks good during winter. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. Really glad to have you tuning in this morning. Well, it's December already. Amazing, huh? The the clock's ticking. The clock is ticking. (laughs) Christmas is coming. It's short this year. We we put our Christmas stuff up already before Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, you beat me, that's for sure. So last year, we bought, my wife has always wanted a really big, tall tree. And we have a, the perfect family room for it because, my gosh, that ceiling must go up 25 feet. And there's all these windows in there. So we went and bought a nice artificial tree. And, uh, man, those things are heavy. <laughs> uh, so it's a 12-footer. And... Uh, course in sections and uh i was putting it up pretty much myself and man the bottom sections are i mean they are heavy so you unfold all these things and you build that nice tree up there and it really looked nice and so she had fun decorating it because she loves a christmas tree but that's the first time we had a really big tree so i'm really surprised she hasn't had me get that out yet (laughs) it will be it'll be coming soon i'm sure it'll be a surprise when you get home (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, Gary, we want to put the tree up tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you have to pull a hamstring or something. Mm. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> that bum <laughs> knee's going out. I've tried that one before, <laughs> so I think I can't use that again. <laughs> okay. Well, we're talking outdoor uh, landscaping wintertime, but winter will be here and gone, and then what happens? Right. Um, then we're, we need to get started on next season. So, yeah. um, you know, we are still actively working with clients every day, going out, meeting people in the cold, measuring in the cold, which is fine. That's what we do. Yep. Um, but it's always important to be ahead of the game. Um, the, and I'm sure you found this too. Our, our construction industry is, is getting busy and yeah, our timelines so. are getting longer. Um, yeah. You know, usually, you know, the way we used to work, you know, we'd meet somebody, we'd sign a contract and be three to five weeks before we start. Well, that's now, six, 10, 12 weeks before we start on a project. So we encourage, and this is an industry thing, we encourage everybody to start, you know, early, especially Mm -hmm. um, if you have an event like a graduation graduation party. party. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, Or, you know. Sounds like you guys have run into that a time. (laughs) We have. Um, Can't say it enough. (laughs) So that's the first thing. Is there, is there an event we're working around because, Mm -hmm. you know, that changes the timelines tremendously. Yeah. Um, You know, what, what is the project? What do you want to do? Um, So we want to really get to the bottom of those answers and create something that you can be happy with and when we're gone and a few years later you're like we're still extremely satisfied with this with what we've done yeah we know you mentioned the time uh difference like from years ago 
and to that today. So I think there's a couple things driving that. One is the, you know the marketing the market conditions are good. People are doing a lot, spending money on their homes and really improving them. But also just the world of information and the materials and products that are available. It's a, a design has so much more in it today than it had you know 10 or 15 years ago because there's so much more product available. Mm-hmm. There's so much more feedback from consumers through the internet. You know, people now have a way to reach companies and and kind of uh, really steer some designs just because of what they're looking at, or maybe they're looking at what's happening in Europe or California or, or the East Coast, and getting ideas and wanting those from uh, from the manufacturers that manufacture these products. And uh, I was talking to a, ma- a faucet manufacturer the other day, and they were just talking about how the consumers are driving innovation because there's so much information out there and they get all these ideas and they want these products. Yeah, we were sure. doing that with Adam's <laughs> client the other day with looking at our Pinterest boards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, sometimes people will come and not know exactly what they want. And, you know, I tell them, you know, don't don't worry too much about it. We'll get some samples out here, a wide variety, or I'll get some pictures over, and we'll, we'll figure that part out, you know. But um, more often than not anymore, people will come with very specific ideas of what they mm-hmm. want, whether or not they're realistic or fit their budget is another thing. But, you know, at least the style that they would like to portray um, – just like you said, because there's so much out there and they've seen these things that, that click with them in their own personal style. And, um, you know, I think it's very helpful for the most part. Uh, yeah, that's what we say. You know, we always tell our clients, you know, we, we want you to be as involved as you want. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, we want to guide you through the process. But mm-hmm. if you don't give us any guidance, you're going to get our opinion of what you should have, mm-hmm. um, which is great for us, but it may not be be what you want. So that's, you know, it's an interactive process. And sure. You know, we always encourage people to say, "Don't you're not going to hurt my feelings if you say we don't like this." Mm-hmm. That that's great. Um, I don't mind hearing that because you know we all went through a design program and we're used to getting our um, emotions hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and it was worse in school because they weren't very nice about it. <laughs> um, but you know, getting a no or say this isn't you know I like this but I don't like this area. Okay, that's fine. That was just a first try. Okay, well, let's adjust this. Let's move the patio. Let's change the fire pit. You know, let's move this walkway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Now yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this is this is more what we want. And sure. so it's it's a hand in hand process. And that's what we want from our clients. I mean, we really some people may be a little timid about you know maybe they feel like they're walking on your design mm-hmm. or something. But really, we want to know the honest truth because we want them to be happy with that what they do. You know, this year and five years from now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very true. Very mm-hmm. true. Yep. So it's time for people, if they're thinking about doing something next year, to be working on design now, right? Yes, yes. Please call us. Um, we'd be more than happy to come out and meet. Um, you know, just like your process is very similar. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we come out, we do that initial walkthrough, we try to create that level of comfort, um, mm-hmm. you know, between us and them and them and us. They feel confident that we can accomplish what their goals are. We do have a design retainer, mm-hmm. um, small amount to get us started on the drawings because it does take, you know, on a on a decent sized residential design, you know, there's, you know, a couple hours to to compile the information, start the plan, um, and then since we work in a studio environment, you know, we always bounce ideas back and forth between each sure. other and you know, the other designers say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about this? And it it's nice because we can run ideas by each other before we get to the clients, we can already sort of have these things hashed out. Yeah. So if someone's thinking about doing some landscaping next year, what 
would be their homework before they come and talk to you guys? In the winter time, you know, I always tell people uh, as it's getting, you know, toward this time of year, it's nice um, to, to have some photos, to have some ideas from an idea board, talk about Pinterest and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime I talk to anybody, um, if I'm, you know, maybe they're not sure about what they want, maybe I can't make it out that week, I say, you know, send some pictures over. So I tell people, grab some pictures from some different angles. Not that I mind going out there and doing it, but, mm -hmm. you know, if you're there every night, send me some over because then we share those, like Mark said, right away, maybe even before we have a design and fee from you. <laughs> um, and we can, you know, our mind is thinking about it in the back of our heads a little bit. So that's something personally, I, I have told a lot more people this year on that first phone call send me over some pictures and here's my cell phone number text them over and, and i'll just at least take a look and let you know what you're getting into so then we can save everyone some time you know uh, maybe that this is you know maybe the budget is we're way off from what you had thought or maybe your idea just plain out won't work you know and we can at least tell you sure. that right away um yeah so how do people get hold of you guys yeah um the greenscapes.net um is a great way to get a hold of us um you know that we have a, a, a link there to send uh, some information mm -hmm. and also um, can call us uh, 614-837-1869 <laughs> is the is the office the old okay. the old way <laughs> the old way mm. well sending a letter would be the rule that would be way. the oldest way or sending <laughs> yeah, right. someone a tablet a stone tablet well that's getting back quite well <laughs> Papyrus. But, but the tablet did last a long time right yeah <laughs> okay so greenscapes obviously been in, in uh, Columbus for 45 years, right? 45, yeah. yeah. Our owner, Bill, started the, the company when he was still in school yeah. um, at OSU and then developed it into to what we are today. Great. So just curio out of curiosity, if someone typed greenscapes.com, what would they... You know? I don't know. I haven't <laughs> looked at that. Don't try that sometime. Um, <laughs> All right. there, there used to be a government program, oh. and I don't know if that still has that or not. Okay. <laughs> well, Mark and Adam, it's been great talking with you this morning. Thanks a lot for being on. I'm sure all of our listeners got a lot of good advice and uh, ideas about, number one, maybe if they're going to design, add winter elements, or number two, how to take care of their winter mm -hmm. issues. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. You can reach us by email at info at davefox.com. You can go to davefoxradio.com to download shows. You can go to YouTube and search for Dave Fox. Home Remodeling Show. We'll be back here next Sunday morning at 8.